You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? Oh, you know, just uh, the usual pretty uh, pretty eventful week. <laughs> but, just another um, week for Julian, just buying a house and um, yeah, living, living yeah. his best life. Yeah, no, it was we closed on a house yesterday, which is obviously incredible, but uh, very tired. You know, I'm now I'm working today, and it's, so it's before work, and I'm you know not thinking about work, but I know it's, yeah. it's, it's all good. We're gonna we're gonna get there. Yeah, well, congrats, man. It's fun. Um, Thank you. Especially like where the to get a house like where the housing market is right now without having to like give up your first child. Um, yeah, seems I mean like, there were a lot of there were a lot of things in those papers yesterday, but I'm, I'm thinking you don't know that. what you signed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't know what you're signing. Um, before we move on, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Um, this weekend, McGregor versus is it Poirier? Poirier, um, rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download DraftKings app and use the promo code TBPN for your shots at shot at millions of dollars. Um, they, they, they're doing the MMA fa- fantasy fight. You pick six fighters from that night, stay under that salary cap. Um, pretty similar to, um, any other lineup you put together. Uh, you know, and if you don't do that, which that the read tells me to pitch UFC to you, if you don't want to do that, which is fine. Um, try their, try their free pools. I'm really enjoying those free pools. Um, I won 23 cents not too long ago. And since then my life has really changed. So, um, no, but they, they are a lot of fun. So so go check out DraftKings. Um, use the code TBPN if you're new and you deposit. Um, also, big thanks to our friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Um, we opened a box of Prism um, last week. Uh, it wasn't great. I'll tell you no. that. You can watch the YouTube video for yourself. Um, but this week we have another box um, of 2020-21 Hoops Premium. Um, they actually hooked us up. We bought the last one from them. Um they're hooking us up with this one to open live on our YouTube page. So um, expect that probably maybe on Monday we'll record um, the, the July 5th. So yeah, perfect. Um, big thanks to them. Um, they're in Bloomington, little Canada. Uh, check out all their products. They're great. Um, also check out their breaks. James does breaks on like, I think Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, and they're always like super inexpensive breaks to get into like in the like 30 to $40 range. If you're trying to get in the hobby without trying to, um, you know, give up maybe not your first child to get in the card business, but like give up your pet. Like that's what it seems like with some yeah. of the prices lately, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they try to make it affordable. So, um, all right, Julian, today we have two topics. One we'll hit on first is the NBA playoffs and two, 
Um, we have uh, the, the Ben Simmons, uh, where will he go? It, it seems like uh, Darren Wilson from um, Channel 5, we're, we're familiar with Doogie from our days with the Wolves. He reported that the Timberwolves badly want Ben Simmons. So um, we'll kind of look at some trades and see if that makes sense. Um, first off, we want to congratulate the Phoenix Suns. They are sure. made, not not that they need our congratulations, I guess. But uh, uh, they've been waiting, Kyle. They've I been mean, waiting. Yeah. Everybody, text. Re- yeah. Yeah. Everybody released a public statement except for us. Um, well, this is our public statement. Congratulations, Suns. Yeah. You know, and, if you listen to this podcast, you know we like the Suns. So. We do. And Espo is going to join, but then he doesn't. And I don't know if he like celebrated too hard, but um, maybe if we call him out publicly, he'll join us. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on, join. Espo, this is a challenge. Yeah, I, I we were supposed to record yesterday with him, and then he didn't respond, and now then he did respond, and it's too late. So, um, but overall, like the the storyline is Chris Paul, um, you know, just freaking lights it up in Game Six, incredible. Um, like seven for eight from the three point line, um, like emotional. Look at that towards the end of the game, you could just like feel the like bubble bursting of just like the emotions from him. Yeah. Um, like I don't know, just from like a basketball fan in general, like that's so cool to see. That was pretty cool to watch. That was a fun, that was a fun game to watch. I mean, have you ever seen a team take so many shots to the face in, in a playoff series? It's, it, it was crazy. The Clippers were, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like make any accusations here, but they were really going after him. Um, and so after all that stress, it was kind of nice to see Chris Paul, just like get his moment, you know, make those threes. There was, there was that little feeling like towards the end of the fourth quarter when it was like, maybe the Clippers are going to make a run and then Chris Paul just shut it down. And and that was great to see. I really, uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play in the finals. It's, it's really, it's crazy to see somebody make the finals this late in their career as the best, like not, maybe not the best player, probably the best player on the team. Right. Like, or at least one of the leaders. Yeah. The no, for usually, sure. Like, usually when someone like Chris Paul, like a 35 year old vet makes the finals, it's because they like went to a team that already has superstars. Yeah. And we're seeing that Devin Booker and kind of Deandre Ayton are starting to kind of trend in that direction. Um, but it's not like Chris Paul went and played with Kawhi or something, you know? So it's just cool. It's, it's just, this is not the type of, uh, I mean, none of the teams left, like this is not the type of team that we've seen in the finals. And no, it's going to be really fun to see. Yeah, dude. And that's what's fun. Like, um, yeah, Chris Paul, I, th- I think he has been the best player in that series. Cause yeah, I guess just like three simple op- observations from that series. One, um, I think Patrick Beverly is the worst. I do not. Well, The, the announcers do not agree with you. I don't know if you picked this up every time that he does something, they're like, well, he, him walking that line. Like that's what, you know, that's why he's still in the league. That's why well, he, it's like, he's not walking the line. He's punching people in the face and shoving shoving Chris Paul in the back. Like, that's not the line. They're yeah. like, oh, we got a little passionate there. It's like, come on. I get it. Like, I do get it. Like, that is the only reason why he has a spot on the team is because he does, like, the shit that he does. But, like, I I just it's think dangerous. that. It's dangerous. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not. Somebody somebody said, like, he's one of those guys where, you know, you like him if you're on your, his, you're on, he's on your team, but you, you hate him if he's not. I don't even think his own teammates like him. Um, he tried to high five Chris Paul or uh, Paul George and ended up like just hitting him in the face. And Paul George is like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" Like, I know. Um, so my takeaway: Paul George or uh, uh, Patrick Beverly is the worst. Two, um, it was. I mean, it's pretty clear after that Devin Booker shot to the face where he broke his nose. Like the rest of the series, she just wasn't the same. Um, 
you could see he was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a mental thing where he was like, do I wear the mask? Do I not wear the mask? Um, his shot just like wasn't flowing. And like, certainly when you have like pesky defense on you the entire time, um, that doesn't help. But I think I like, I mean that, that screen that, I mean, we, we shouldn't forget about that incredible screen he set to set up the eight and game winner. Right. Like, I mean, talk about a guy who like, even when he's not scoring can still help the team. You know, that's always the problem with the kind of volume scores like Booker. It's like if their shot isn't falling, they hurt your team because they don't rebound it. You know, they don't do the little things. They don't like, I don't know. So, so Booker is not one of those guys. Um, and I think that was really clear. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, it, it was, yeah, fun, fun to see him, but yeah, I mean, one, one of the guys, his shot wasn't falling, found other ways. And then, you know, you, you hope that, you know, I don't know if you can have surgery this fast in between games, but I mean, um, I don't know when game one of the finals would be, but if it goes to game seven, maybe there's enough time. I don't know. Um, and then the third observation is like the, the, the Clippers and the reason why I think they were successful is, I mean, like with, when Zubac went out, um, like they were really able to, to just do small ball and try to get Aiton off the court. Um, and not necessarily off the court, but they, they just, you, you limit how productive he is. Um, and, and the fact that the Suns were able to survive that. And then you look at the two teams coming up next and neither the Bucks or the Hawks have the capability to go super small like that. Um, so I think that if you're the, if you're the Suns, you kind of weathered that storm and you're able to, you know, kind of show off Aiton, um, against whether it's against Brooke Lopez or whether against like Capella, um, like, I think you kind of survived that. Yeah, it's really kind of counterintuitive because you would think that when they go small, Aiden would just ball. And I think we saw a little bit of that um, in game six. Like kind of just like, okay, they're small. Like let's go really high. Get him the ball high and he'll he need some crazy finishes um, kind of as a, as a roller. And so that was really, that was cool. I'm glad they kind of figured that out because it was clear in game five, they had no idea how to get him the ball. They were really, the, Clippers are super small. They couldn't really keep him on the court. So I, I, it was, it's been cool to watch Ty Lue and Monty Williams kind of make adjustments. Cause I think at this point, I mean, Ty Lue got so much shit earlier in his career just for like, yeah. And I don't even remember why, I guess they were saying it was all LeBron, like, yeah, you know, and it is clear. He is a good coach. Yeah. And, he just, yeah. He just got like, he, he, he just got stuck in that LeBron. Well, I mean, even like earlier in the playoffs, I was giving him some shit. So I was like, well, why are we playing Reggie Jackson so much? And then it's like, oh yeah. Cause I guess Reggie Jackson is <laughs> the Jackson's... best basketball player in the world. I forgot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's going to make so much money. Did so you much. see, did you see how much money Dennis Schroeder was asking for? No. Uh, $100, $130 million. I, right. I guess I don't like, like if you're Schroeder, like your stock just tanked. I know. Like, I, I know mean, he was but, fine with the Lakers, but like you were supposed to be the difference maker. And I get, I get like Davis gets hurt, but like, he, I don't know. But this Reggie Jackson emergence is probably like the worst thing to happen for Schroeder, right? Like another kind of mid-level point guard whose stock yeah. is now really high and teams will sign him instead. It's just like, I, I mean, it's like he could get like a four year 80 or something. Yeah. That was like, to totally. me is still crazy. Like if you're that team, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but he also kind of earned it, you know. Like you he can't, did. You can't pay him less either. Yeah, I know. So, like, <laughs> I guess it's like one of those things where it's like you deserved it, but like I would not be the team to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Um, you, this isn't a reflect. Like, uh, I'm not saying this happened to you because I looked at your house and it looks very nice. But I'm saying it's like kind of like buying a shitty house in the housing market. You're like, well, yeah, I guess that's what it's worth. But like, I don't want to be the person stuck with 
X house. I definitely um, looked at houses like that. And yeah, it was kind of like, 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 I guess yeah, I get it, but like, yeah. why? I don't, I don't want to be the one stuck with it. Yep. Um, uh, all right, and then we go to the East. In um, the Bucks won last night. No Giannis. Um, no Trey Young. So um, Bucks are up three to two. We'll go to Game Six, uh, which will be tomorrow. That'll be Saturday. Um, I, it's I don't know. It's it's a weird series because you thought maybe if like Trey came back today that that the the Hawks would win, and then like I don't know. Like the injuries are just. Earlier in the playoffs, when LeBron came out and said, like, there's so many injuries, blah, blah, blah. There kind of was, but, like, also it was, like, very convenient timing for LeBron because he basically said it, like, the round after, like, they got eliminated. eliminated. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, okay, it's like, whatever, LeBron, it fits your narrative. But now there's been, like, Giannis and, um, you know, Kawhi and Mike Conley, and, like, you look at every single series and, like, you know, the Suns, everybody's like, well, they stayed healthy, and it's like, well, fuck, Chris Paul just had COVID. Like, you know, yeah. like he's, he's probably still recovering a little bit from like having COVID Devin Booker broke his face. Like, um, yeah. So like the Bucks Hawk series, um, just from like a fan standpoint, I guess I wish that like, I hope it goes seven. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, like you hope whatever team goes to the finals, whether it be the Hawks or the, the Bucks, that they're able to have Giannis or Trey play. Cause otherwise, I mean, even if, no, no matter how good the finals is, it's like, that would just kind of suck not having the best player on whatever team not play in it. That would definitely suck. And it would also be shitty for the Suns because there are already people saying like, oh, this is kind of a fake finals run because of all the injuries that the other teams have had, which is kind of bullshit because you don't make the finals by accident. Um, but I think that like it would do a lot for them. Yeah. Kind of narrative wise to beat either team at their best. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm like, you can only play who's in in front of you. Right. What are you um, gonna do? Yeah. But but yeah, I get it too. Cause it's like, I mean, I, I think it would have been nuts if the Clippers somehow would have won. And the the thing is, I mean, yeah, like, if the Clippers won, then you're stuck with, or then then you have like this, like the Clippers did it without Kawhi, which would just like totally be insane. And like, what if the Clippers had won? And then I like, I think that that, that storyline's crazy. I I mean, we'll we'll see because. It's, you know, I think we, we kind of like the game five win from the Clippers. I think we don't really talk about how like big that win was for the Clippers. And granted, like, it's easy to look back now and say, well, yeah, the Suns just had to win one of the next three. But like, I think you and I always talk about this and like, once it gets past game four, like somebody has to be up three to two, like, you know, know, or, or the series is over. So it's like one team has to be up three to two. And if the team's up three to one and all of a sudden you get to three to two, well, you get into game six and kind of anything can happen. Then you get to game seven and it's like, if you're the team that's just lost three straight, you have no momentum. So um, I don't know. Well, I, I yeah. always get surprised when like there's, there's been so few three, one comebacks. Like I get why, because if you're up three to one, chances are you're just the better team. But also like, I don't know, you start to lose a game or two and you're like, Oh shit. Like, I mean, the Suns won two of those games by like a couple of bounces, you know, like yeah. it, this was a close series, even though it didn't go seven. And I mean, it was fun to watch, too, because I'm glad that Paul George was pretty good, you know, played well in these playoffs because I, I think he's very talented. And I think that like kind of shedding that, oh, he doesn't show up in the playoffs label will hopefully kind of let him 
get back to kind of who he used to be. Because we were talking about him as an MVP candidate two years ago, you know? Yeah, no, that's... And I know he uh, wasn't great last night, but but you can't watch the playoffs where the Clippers kind of make this run without Kawhi and say that Paul George can't perform in the playoffs. No, he was so good. And, like, I'll I'll bite my tongue there because I gave... I've, I've been, like... <laughs> yeah, top. you've been a but, hater. But it, is, but it is, like, so weird, though, like, our public interest. And I always think of it, like, in the sports card world where... Um, you know, you see guys rise and fall, like kind of like stocks, right? And they're like Chris, like Paul George's cards have like seen a little tick up, but basically, like the consensus is out on him. Like he, the guy would have to win like three straight NBA Finals MVPs because yeah. I think, like, I think just like the overall like attitude around George and like the anti popularity yep. is hit so far where it's like, yeah, like here we are admitting that, like, yeah, Paul George is actually really good. And we kind of knew this all along, but right. also like, but also in the same breath, we're like, yeah, fuck Paul George, though. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's I mean, I've always like I've always been pro Paul George. But yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I, he he did a lot for himself in the series of just being like, yep, like had it not been for me, like we would have gotten our and you could even argue like, I don't know if Kawhi, if, 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 if the roles are reversed and like Kawhi's playing in Paul George is hurt, like can Kawhi do some of those things? Like, I'm not sure. Um, all right. Let's get to the biggest topic on hand. Um, <laughs> obviously, Ben Simmons um, was not good during the playoffs. Uh, but from a trade perspective, you could argue that it's a good opportunity to kind of pounce on that because his stock is really, really, really low. Um, and it's it's hard to it's it's hard to see a world in which Ben Simmons plays for the 76ers next year, just given everything that that that's happened and um, like Doc Rivers being like, I don't know if he's I don't know if he can be the best point guard on a championship team and then Embiid asked like the yes when the series switched and he said I think it was been Ben Simmons missed those free throws and it's like yeah I don't know how that I don't know how you repair any of that um so uh we'll see where it goes one of the teams he could go according to Darren Wolfson um is the you know he said the Wolves are badly interested in now you can look at this two ways you can look at it as in yes I'm badly interested in being six foot four and 230 pounds um, that would be great. Or you could think of it as like badly interested as in like, no, let's seriously look, look at our assets and what we could give up for the wolves to acquire Ben Simmons. And you got to think if you're roses, we always talk about how like, you know, hashtag Gerson's last stand is like a, it's a thing. It's been, it's been Gerson's last stand for years now. It seems like, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like you look at what he's done and spoiler alert, not much. Um, and I know fans were like, well, what about Nas Reed? And it's like, oh, well, chill. Like, let's, let's chill on uh, uh, the third center, uh, what would be the third center on most teams. Um, you know, he's he's fine. And, like, to, to get him as an undrafted free agent, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, the big moves that he's made, he hasn't made particularly great ones. Um, and the Wolves stink. And, like, next year, Falson, like, they make the playoffs because everybody's healthy. Um Super duper, like that'd be great. But if you don't make a top ten, even with like the the playing games next year, like I don't know how Gerson keeps his job. Like I don't know what would have to happen during the season that prevented the Wolves, like, to, to for him to keep his job. I, I yeah. there's no excuse at that point. Yeah, and and we'll see. So I think like 
and then you say, well, why would the Wolves make that move? And you say, well, because I think Gerson is just very, very hungry to acquire, to make a big splash and just like the the desperation. So I mean, Julian- it comes from like the Daryl Morey school of you need, you need big stars, you know, yeah. right? Like that's his whole thing. And Ben Simmons is the closest gettable thing that the Wolves have to another yeah. actual star. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's a great point too, because the ironic thing here is like, Daryl Morey is trying to trade Ben Simmons. I know. Um, but maybe, I mean, maybe that works out. Like the, the, like certainly familiarity between the two parties, like certainly doesn't it hurt. Helps. Yeah. Uh, all right, Julian, we put together three trades um, that potentially could happen. I have one or I have two. You have one. I'll go first. Okay. Um, this is a two team trade. I tried to do one trade with D'Angelo Russell and one without um, just to kind of see what it would look like. Uh, okay, so my trade to the 76ers is uh, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and uh, two first-round picks, and the Wolves get back Ben Simmons, George Hill, and Gary Clark. Um, so, I mean... It, if the, there's a one-to-one trade, that's probably what it looks like, right? Like, there just yeah, aren't think, that many options here. In my mind, like, you probably have to give up maybe one more first-round pick because... And, and then I then I think if you're the Wolves, I don't know if you do. I don't it. know if you do that, man, because I mean that's really tough. Three because first round picks. You're looking at it from both sides. If you're the 76ers, and all of a sudden like you look back and you're like, wait, we got like we got D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, and like two two first round picks, and hopefully like if you're the Wolves, are like mid to late first round picks. Like oh okay, like and we're in this like cha- weird championship window. Like we like. I mean, the biggest thing is you look at it and go, wait, six months ago, we could have gotten James Harden. And like now we have D'Angelo. So I, I look at it from their aspect and I'm like, eh, I don't, you'd really have to go with that third first round pick, but then you have to probably loop in another team because I don't know how valuable a 2027 first round pick is to Daryl Morey, a guy who right. wants wants to win now. Um, so I would say that's probably the closest thing, like you said, that a one-to-one trade would look like you'd probably have to get another team um, or like if you're the wolves, you have to figure out a way to get like Anthony Edwards in that trade, which I'm not sure you want to do that. Actually, I'm not, no. not, I'm, I'm positive. You don't want to do that. I so. mean, it's I, well, the question is how teams view Ble- Beasley, right? Because it's a great contract. If he plays how he played for a lot of last year, do teams think that's a blip? Do teams think he'll actually do that? You know, cause if he's actually as good as he was at times last year, that's a really, really, that's probably the Wolves' most tradable piece, right? Yeah. Other than Edwards, which is, let's take him off the table for now. No, I agree. I think like the Malik Beasley contract is actually like, if you're star hunting. Um, you know, that's based, the type of thing. Like like the expiring Rubio and like the, um, and the, the Beasley. And then you have to combine that, like whether if a team wants Russell or whether a team wants, um, you know, your picks. Uh, what do you got for us? Um, I did a three-team trade with the Raptors, which I think is also something that you have. Um, we did not talk about this. So I was really struggling because I don't think that teams are really interested in giving up anything for D'Angelo Russell, and that's kind of what you have to do to make the contracts work. Yeah. So I figure we could do something with the Raptors where you sign and trade Kyle Lowry, and this might be what you have. Um, so you sign and trade Kyle Lowry to, I mean, he's an expiring, right? Or does he have one more year? 
Um, I think he's actually a free agent. Okay, so you saw, you've signed and traded him then. Yes. Um, he goes to the Sixers. You also give, let's see. Okay, Sixers get Kyle Lowry, Jaden McDaniels, and Minnesota's 2023 first. Okay. Timberwolves get Ben Simmons, and the Raptors take Russell. Okay. So if you're the Raptors, you're going to lose Kyle Lowry. You get something for him. And then that's not, you know, and you say, okay, we'll bring in Russell. He's like a point guard. They don't have a point guard. They're not going to sign anyone better. Probably. I mean, you'd rather have D'Angelo Russell than like Reggie Jackson, right? Yeah. Um, and, but like, because it's, because Kyle Lowry is a free agent, it's a sign and trade. It's like the only thing that makes this type of deal work, right? Because there's no way that that happens if if the Raptors aren't already losing Kyle Lowry. So that's like a big kind of assumption. Um, for the Sixers, I don't know. Maybe this is not enough, but you've been after Lowry. It's like kind of the worst kept secret in the league. Jade McDaniels is a good young player. And then maybe you get maybe you get two firsts from Minnesota. Like, but if that relationship is really broken, I, you know, this is the thing. Like, you have to take advantage where there are cracks in yeah. the league. And if the relationship is really broken, then Ben Simmons's trade value isn't as high as we think it is. And so if you kind of take advantage simultaneously of Raptors not wanting to lose Kyle Lowry for nothing and wanting to get, like, have, bring a point guard in and um, the Sixers just really needing to trade Simmons, maybe you can make something like this work. I don't... The question is, why doesn't it? Why don't the Raptors and the Sixers just trade and yeah. not involve the Wolves? And I mean, maybe the Raptors just want to keep their picks, and Minnesota can provide the picks. Um, but the, yeah, I guess the real question is, why would you not just trade? Like, why would you not just do a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry and get Simmons? Um, but I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Yeah, I so I have like a pretty similar one to that. Um, Philly gets a little bit more in this one. Um, and also, like, I'm not taking credit for this. This is from Zach Sia Vilela. Um, Sia Vilela? I don't know. Um, I don't know, Brown Cow, Zach. Um, okay. Wolves get Ben Simmons. Uh, the 76ers, and this is also a trade with the Raptors. The 76ers get from the Timberwolves, Malik Beasley, Nas Reed, and a 2024 first round pick. And the 70, er, and they also received Kyle Lowry in that sign and trade. Um, so a little more firepower for the 76ers. And then the incentive for the Raptors to do the sign and trade with Lowry is they get a, they get Ricky Rubio is expiring. They get Jarrett Culver. Um, and then they get the 2022 Wolves first round pick, which is top 10 protected. Jeez. So throughout the whole thing, Wolves give up two first round picks, Malik Beasley and Nas Reed, Ricky Rubio and Jarrett Culver all for Simmons. Um, which like I'm kind of on board for. I don't mind that one. I guess um, I would do that. I, that's like it's the one trade that you don't have to give up Russell. Right. I mean that's that's or, kind or of Edwards. Nice. Hmm. I have to think about that one because it's like I that's one of those trades where I my kind of gut reaction is like, whoa. But then it's kind of like, well, who actually wouldn't do that? It's a lot going to the Raptors. I will say. I mean, for for a sign and trade, that's a lot. I, 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 I do agree. Like to get a top 10, like protected pick when a year ago, like you probably wouldn't have gotten that at the trade deadline. 
Yeah, for, that's for Lowry. What, that's the strange part to me. Is could, yeah. could you have to give him that pick? Like, can you take that pick off the table and have that trade still work? Yeah, I do agree that it's unusual. Um, I mean, but if you're the Wolves and let's say you don't give up Russell and you give up like Beasley's the centerpiece around it plus a bunch of draft picks, so your starting lineup is probably Simmons, Russell, Edwards. You know, if McDaniel's, if you're not giving them up, and then Towns, which actually is not bad. I mean, um, so yeah, that's a weird ass lineup. Um, Do you kind of play Simmons as a big in this scenario, though? Like, this is something I keep seeing people going around. It's like, oh, Simmons will be the four, and it's like, well, Simmons hasn't really been the four. I mean, historically, like. He can guard a four. I mean, the thing is, with the Ben Simmons conundrum is that, yes, he has the size to play the four, but offensively, like him without the ball and him not moving the ball and like his passing and bringing the ball up, then he loses kind of what he's really good at. And that's like the Magic Johnson aspect of his game where he can run the court and he can see people and he can pass. And if all of a sudden you like put him as like the four and use him like you'd use like Hernan Gomez or, uh, Jade McDaniels, then you just kind of run into the same problem that we saw in the last series where it's just Ben Simmons on the court and he's in spots where he can't really do anything. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, and another thing about the draft picks I'll say is that if all of a sudden you're the wolves and you go, okay, we did this trade um, and, and we gave up these picks and you say, okay, we're giving up two draft picks. You would look at the team and go, okay, so now this mediocre team that might not make the playoffs. And I think if you get Simmons, like you're probably closer than you would be without, obviously. But then suddenly you're a team that has, if you don't make the playoffs for a few of those years, you are a team that has given up three of their last five first round picks and you really don't have anything to show for it. I will say, first of all, I think Simmons is, is good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, I mean, we know that this is true, but this reeks of Gerson's being desperate, right? Like giving up two first round picks, probably his most tradable contract, like just pushing all the chips in the middle of the table for Ben Simmons, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And because of that, it's totally going to happen. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like this is like exactly the type of thing that Gerson will do. And that's going to set up the, whoever the next GM is for the Timberwolves. Uh, He's not going to love Gerson Rosas, let's just say. Yeah, but can can no I get those assets. picks back? You, you, dude, you know I, I'm not the actual one that give those up. Um, and, uh, yeah, next podcast. Uh, well, first off, I don't think that I don't think that Ben Simmons will become a member of the Timberwolves. But, yeah, me neither. Um, fun speculation. I don't know where he'll go. Um, it's we'll not see. that the Wolves can't trade for Ben Simmons. It's just like if you look at other teams who are interested, if Portland puts CJ McCollum on the table, all of a sudden, like, None That's of the these best wolves. Deal. None of these wolves trades matter. If if like I don't know, even there are just so many other teams that might want Ben Simmons who can offer better. So I mean I don't know if Ben Simmons's trade value is actually extremely depressed and no team wants him, which doesn't seem like it's the case. Um, then maybe the wolves can get him, but it's just like they don't have a like a single piece that can beat out a lot of other single pieces. It would have to be like a lot of picks, which is just terrifying. Yeah. I don't know, though. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll talk to everybody on the 5th. Have a great and a safe 4th of July weekend. Um, Just because we can have fun again, 
around people um, doesn't mean you should be stupid. So be smart. Um, and also, and I don't, I don't know if we want to get too far into this, but also like be safe because guess what? COVID's still a thing. And you know, if you're not vaccinated yeah. or even if you are like with the new strands, I don't, um, I'm not sure what to think anymore. Um, but yeah, be, be, be safe. Careful. Yeah. Gr grill out. Uh, looks like the weather here in Minnesota is very nice. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you on Monday. We'll talk NBA playoffs. Maybe we'll have, well, we absolutely will have a finals, um, uh, we'll have a better idea of what the finals looks like. And then we'll open that, that box of premium and it's 2020, 2021. So we'll have jaw, we have Zion. Um, we're, we're hunting. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a retail box, but God, I can't think that we'll do worse than we did in that mega box. So, um, thanks for listening. We love you all. And we'll talk to you soon.